0: Welcome to the first episode of Inside Lakeside. I'm Chris Slayton, the broadcast media teacher here at the high school. Our first interview is with one of Lakeside High School counselors who has been at Lakeside for the past 12 years and retired at the end of the 2019 school year, Peggy Stratton.
1: I am very, very happy that Lakeside was the place I got to work because it has been the best 12 years of my career.
0: I sat down with Ms. Stratton and covered a wide range of topics, from the source of her work ethic.
1: My dad was a workaholic. He loved his work, and so of course, you know, your parents are your role models. And we just grew up knowing that's what you do.
0: Her best piece of advice. Never
1: close the door on an opportunity. Open it and wait to see what happens. Open lots of them and just let things unfold.
0: Love of high heels.
1: The shoes I have is a wedge that might be about an inch and a half tall. That's wow. as low as I'm gonna go. Wow. <laughs>
0: The road that led to Lakeside.
1: When I got to Lakeside, I couldn't find the high school. <laughs> we didn't have those beautiful signs on the buildings and we, that we have now. That just didn't exist at the time. I couldn't find the high school. So I just prayed that God would give me a school where it was moving where it was going places, you know, where it, things were exciting and enthusiastic and where you could, we were gonna make some changes. And oh my gosh, did I ever get my wish
0: <laughs> And what makes Lakeside so special?
1: There is something here for every kid. And um, I've been working on schedules today and one of the things that I've noticed several on schedules, we've got kids who may need special needs classes but they have an AP on their schedule, too, in an area that they flourish in. And I'm thinking, yes, we've got this thing right.
0: Miss Stratton has been in education for 30-plus years, a career path she knew would be hers from an early age, a path that would ultimately lead her to Lakeside.
1: I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. I knew from the time I was in third grade because I loved my third grade teacher. She was just so sweet. She was beautiful. And I just, she was my role model. But in years later, we actually moved in the same neighborhood. So she was also my neighbor and it was a reconnection. And I thought, oh, this is just wonderful. But I always wanted to be in education. I played school when I was a kid. I had a, a a blackboard chalkboard and I would do math on the chalkboard and I had no students I'd make report cards <laughs> I just knew I wanted to be an educator that's always awesome. I loved school when I was a kid and never quit loving it and I knew that I could teach I knew that I had that gift so I wanted to use it
0: wow that's cool uh where did you go to college at
1: Henderson State okay where are you from Arcadelphia. Well, I grew up in Louisiana, and my dad was in the Air Force, and he was stationed at England Air Force Base in Alexandria, Louisiana, so I grew up there. And when my dad got out of the Air Force, he had started a business, and so we just remained there. And then when I was in 10th grade, we moved to Archadelphia, which was my mother's home. And uh, so that's where I finished high school.
0: Okay. And then what did you get your degree in?
1: Uh, music and social studies and uh, yeah (laughs) Uh, I wanted to I loved history and in my career and I've never taught music other than privately privately but um I wanted to teach history. I loved it. And I've literally taught all the histories, I think, in my career. In that eight short years I was a teacher, I taught every history that I think there is. (laughs) But I loved it all. I started out, I taught in Little Rock at uh, Mills High School for one year. And then I went to Benton High School and taught there. And uh, then whenever I, I left Benton, I went to Jonesboro. And taught at a little bitty school called Delaplane. It's no longer there. It's one of those schools that consolidated, but it was the nicest little school. It just had about three hundred total kids, K through twelve. And um I taught social studies, and I taught six different preps a day, one social studies per hour wow. <laughs> <laughs> to everything from seventh through twelfth grade, yeah. and, uh, but loved it. And then my husband and I moved to Alabama, and so I started working there. I, I substituted one full year in Mississippi as a full-time sub in gifted and talented of all things, but that was a learning experience, and I did enjoy it. And then we we moved to Fayette Alabama so the very next year I became the counselor at Fayette Alabama Fayette County High School and my husband retired in 2007 and that's what brought us back to Arkansas this is our home and we wanted to be close to family so we came back here and that was the year that in April um, I put together a packet, there were no applications, I just put together a big packet of various things that I thought would be appropriate for somebody to review. And we came one Friday, I took off work in Fayette, and we just dropped off packets to different schools. And. When I got to Lakeside, I couldn't find the high school. (laughs) We didn't have those beautiful signs on the buildings that we have now. That just didn't exist at the time. I couldn't find the high school. So we spun around, went back out, and I found the central office down there. Mm -hmm. So I just went in there and met two ladies, Debbie Schwilling and Tanya Beckwith. And they were sitting out front, and I handed them my packet and just chatted with them just briefly for just a minute, told them a little bit about myself, what I was doing there, and then I got back in the car and left. Little did I know that Tanya's husband was the principal at Lakeside High School, and she called Darren and said, I've got somebody you need to interview.
0: It was not long after that call an interview, Ms. Stratton was hired as the high school counselor at Lakeside fulfilling a desire for some change.
1: I wanted a challenge where things would move and shake a little bit more. Things were gonna change, the world is changing. Now not all changes are good, but you don't know if you don't look into them and investigate and then consider what your your circumstances are and can I make this better with these new ideas. So I just prayed that God would give me a school where it was moving where it was going places, you know, where it things were exciting and enthusiastic, and where you could, we were going to make some changes, and oh my gosh, did I ever get my wish. <laughs> I came here, and I met Bruce Orr, and I've never met a man who worked so fast in all my whole life, and um I thought, wow, be careful what you wish for, because you, if you get it, you better be prepared to hold on. So this is a place that I think, when you decide you're gonna be here, put your hands on and hold on for the ride, because you are about to take a flying leap. And uh, it's been so 12 years of excitement.
0: The excitement started early on, as Miss Stratton was introduced to a somewhat different culture than she was used to, but also one that she was willing to help change For the better
1: former school it was a a high school 9 through 12 with 500 students and uh, I was the only counselor for all four grades and yeah it fell on me I was I had become quite good at making master schedules and putting the kids schedules in and everything and but here's the thing at that school a lot very different culture and uh, as every school is you just have to learn to fit in where you are Mm -hmm. but um, my principal, whenever it was done and finished, totally took credit for it. And I don't mean that in a negative way, I mean like it was his creation Don't argue with it. Yeah, and so teachers never did. But then we had a very coherent faculty anyway, very cohesive, I should say. Uh, Very people just didn't argue much, but and we didn't have as many offerings as we have here, so there was a lot more limitation as what people could teach, and Mm -hmm. so there wasn't a lot of surprises. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I had his support, so I never had to worry about anybody giving me any kind of friction over something that I had done. <laughs> when I came here, I told Bruce I could create a master schedule. Of course, I had no idea just how big it was going to be. And oh, goodness, in 12 years, it's grown to probably twice the size it was when I first came. But um, he said, well, you better, let me, you better let me work with you on that. Okay, well, we were sitting in the conference room, and we had the big board up, and we're working on it. And teachers start coming down the hall and um, on purpose they knew what we were doing yeah. and they wanted to see what was happening in there and there was one teacher that took him to task <laughs> out in the hall and i can hear everything that's going on i'm thinking what in the world you mean they have the freedom to just say that they don't like what's on that board i mean i didn't i'd never worked in a school like that yeah. you taught what you were told to teach and when, and you didn't get any choices and I was just very very surprised but it taught me something too about teamwork and I learned a lot about working in a team as opposed to just doing it myself um, and that's been a really wonderful experience at Lakeside they make you feel like you are a part of the team that you're a vital member you have input and it's listened to and um, you feel equal I don't mean I totally understand they're my bosses and if they make a call and it it's in contrast to what I want to do they're the boss but I love the fact that we've always worked as a team to create to work the building and make it make it work I should say you know uh, make it the best and I never have had that experience anywhere but Lakeside it's been great
0: the teamwork mentality carried through as Miss Stratton strived to change the perception of the counselor's office and their reach on students.
1: I wanted an open door policy. I wanted kids to know that I was accessible to them at all times. And that was to the kids, to the parents, to the teachers. I was always a hard worker and I was respected. And one of my biggest fears of coming to a new school was that I wouldn't have that. And my husband kept saying, you'll gain it back very quickly just do what you do um but anyway i came here and uh, i discovered pretty quickly that maybe there wasn't the respect for this office that um i was accustomed to and i didn't actually say i set out to change that i just wanted to show them what counselors really should do what what we can do and um, again we opened that door when i first walked into this office 12 years ago i told bruce if I had seen this before you hired me, I would have not taken the job (laughs) because this it it looks great now. It's painted. It's got carpet on the floor. They put in new lighting, but it was very dark and dingy. That door that stays open all the time to the hallway had not been opened in 40 years, and it was literally waxed to the linoleum.
0: Wow, the door outside that goes to the hallway.
1: Yes, and whenever I opened it, I broke the linoleum and so they had to come in and repair the floor for me but my husband and I came in and we threw away and threw away I can't tell you just volumes and volumes of boxes and papers and we got on our hands and knees and scrubbed the floor and just I couldn't work in that environment so we cleaned it up so I think that was the first change and then with that door open and I said never again would that door be closed that door stays open. I want kids to know that I am here to help them.
0: You took this counseling program from not only serving the top elite, but to serving all oh, students Oh, absolutely. As well.
1: Oh, yes. In fact, I was talking to some parents about this yesterday. We've got a wide demographic at this school. And I know what it once was, the reputation it had, but our demographic has changed. And every kid is special in their own way. They're unique. They have special needs. And I get just as much joy out of helping that kid who's got a 35 ACT, a free ride to 10 colleges if they want it, to that kid that doesn't have a clue how to fill out a FAFSA. And mom and dad can't help them because maybe they don't speak English. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and helping them get scholarships, helping them. I love it all, I really, really do. Every kid is special. There is something here for every kid. And um, I've been working on schedules today, and one of the things that I've noticed several on schedules, we've got kids who may need special needs classes, but they have an AP on their schedule too, in an area that they flourish in. And I'm thinking, yes, we've got this thing right. Yeah. We nobody's like we said we didn't we haven't put them in a peg a, a hole. They are open to do what they want to do, and I just love that. But I think what we did with the counseling department was not only let kids know that we're here and we're the doors open and you can walk in any time, but I think that they begin to see that we are more than just um, well helping you get your schedule and changing your schedule. There's a whole lot that we do. We really care about kids, really care about their careers and their future and preparing adequately. And um, of course, again, this was a team effort. Bruce had ideas, very strong ones, about how how we were gonna move this school. And I was just right there with him. I was learning as I was going, but we both had something to put together. I think God just orchestrated the whole thing because I came when they needed a counselor, had no idea we were moving here anyway so it just happened to be that way and Darren came on as assistant principal that same year brand-new so he was in the learning process and Bruce came on as principal and I think that we just were the right team together and uh, it just worked
0: servicing students didn't stop at the open door at the counselor's office Ms. Stratton also plays the piano for the Fine Arts Department. Where did you get your love for music? Where did that come from?
1: Oh, that's born. That's born in you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we bought a house when I was a kid that had an old upright piano that was just left in it. And so I would go in there and just play around, just piddle. I I can't pick things out. But I loved it so much. And then my mother as an adult decided she wanted to take piano lessons. And so I would take her books and look at the pictures of the fingers and all the numbers and I would learn it myself. And then when I was eight, she finally let me start taking piano lessons. And my love, what I wanted to do with it, I would go to choir practice with my mother on Wednesday night and I would sit right behind the pianist and I wanted to play piano for church. That's what I wanted to do. That was my goal for life with music. And I would just sit back there. I went every Wednesday night and just sat there and watched her and was fascinated. And whenever I was, I'd been taking piano one year and I started playing for my Sunday school class. And then when I was 13 years old, I started playing for church. Uh, I can remember when I first came here I met Mr. Langley and I told him that I could play and if he could use me I would love to accompany him and at the time we actually had another teacher here who did it as well so he let us both do it uh, but um, and I think at first he may have hesitated because a lot of people will volunteer and tell you they can play, but can you really? (laughs) Yeah. But um, he gave me a chance. I had an opportunity and I've loved it. I love it. And then the musicals, in fact, next year I won't be here as counselor, but I'm going to keep on playing for the choirs.
0: The desire to continue working, even though she's retired, was learned at an early age.
1: Well, I grew up with parents that valued work. My dad was a workaholic. He loved his work, and so of course, you know, your parents are your role models, and we just grew up knowing that's what you do. You work and you work hard, because mediocrity is not good enough in anything. You must be your best at everything, and some things you're better at than others, so maximize that and do your best at everything else, but you know, work hard.
0: Darren Landry, current Lakeside High School principal, said it best when describing Miss Stratton and her overall presence at her recent retirement ceremony. What I can say about Peggy Stratton that you would not know is that she's a classy, classy lady. If I could describe Peggy in one word, it would be, like I said, classy. Every aspect of her job was handled with class. Peggy Stratton is a poster child. And if you know Ms. Stratton, that would also describe her fashion. So let's talk about your heels. So, you were always dressed to the nines, I mean, always, and so tell me about your, your high heels. Like I was talking to Mr. Langley and he said that, that you don't wear tennis shoes or flats?
1: No. <laughs> the flattest shoes I have is a wedge. It might be about an inch and a half tall. That's wow. as low as I'm gonna go. Wow.
0: <laughs> and what, what, so, what what inspires that? Why wear heels every day? Why why always present yourself in such a way? What motivated you? Or
1: people who are dressed up, I think, perform better. Studies have been done that show that whenever you're, you know, in your sloppy clothes, you just have a different mm, presence than you do whenever you're dressed up but i think that you ought to offer your best every day not just your performance but the way you look as well because that says something about how you feel about yourself and if i want people to respect me then i've got to show them i'm worthy of respect and work is part of it it's a big part but part of it is appearance and again i represent lakeside sitting here whether i'm at walmart uh whether i'm at church i represent lakeside and i want to put the best face forward at all times and you would never catch me outside of my house not fully made up dressed to the nines as you say <laughs> uh, i mean even if i'm going shopping yeah. i'm putting on my nice clothes and my makeup's done my hair's done and i'm gonna have on my heels yeah and i just I just like that. Now, that's me, and I'm certainly not wanting to, you know.
0: Impose. Yes,
1: impose that on anyone else. That's what I do. Absolutely. But I see myself as sitting in a place here where people walk in. And I, I mean, our administrators don't look sloppy. I want to look as nice as they do. I want to be a professional at all times. So I'm, you'll never catch me in a pair of jeans. Not that that's anything about sure, that, Sure. but you're not gonna catch me in a pair of jeans because for me, that's just not dressy enough at work. Um, I want to be dressed up. I wanna look better. I, and then I think people walk in, first impressions are extremely important.
0: Absolutely. Very,
1: very, very important. And if a person walks in and I'm dressed the way I like to dress, I think it instantly says, hey, this this place runs professionally. This place, I, I can trust them. I can respect them. I think this is going to be. Now, I've got to follow through with what I do. But at the same time, because it's not all about appearance, but I think that's important. Also, I want to provide a role model with our students. Yeah. Because these kids are going out into the workplace. They're going to be in the business world. Some of them are going to be in much more you know, high-level, high-dressed-up, professions than I am you know and they need to know what it's like every day but I mean I just think they need to see that as a role model absolutely I think we are every day we walk get up and we come to work no matter where we are we are influencing people by everything we do our expressions our mannerisms our clothing our words our actions and we just need to put the best foot forward all the time in every way.
0: I like it. I love it. And and it it makes sense. I mean, because you do, whether you realize it or not, you're influencing people at all times, especially in the roles that we are. You know, we're supposed to be the leader Mm -hmm. of kids, of young, of our future. I mean.
1: Everything we do, even the little, and I I know we forget it sometimes. Um, I was teaching a class one time and they were, it was fifth period, so right after lunch. And they were just the best, biggest talking class in the world. It was my largest class, too. And one day, I just stopped and put my hands on them. I said, you know what? Y'all are my favorite class. You know why? Because y'all are so always willing to discuss. And I just love it. And do you know after that, they became my best class of the day? Uh, and I I learned something. That just happened to come out of my mouth. But yeah. the, the thing I'm going for there is um, uh, it's it's. You're role modeling all the time. I really would have liked to have said, y'all need to stop talking so much. I can't even get my words out. But, you know, I found a different way to do it. And after that, they were my best class. But, again, it was role modeling something that it was communication, how you do it. Absolutely. How you do it. That will actually make an impact on people for, for the good, for the a good. positive impact, and it turned out to be. By the way, since I've been here at Lakeside, one of the little girls from that class, who was probably the biggest talker in the class, called me out of the blue one day, and she said, do you remember me? I said, baby, I do remember you. And she said, "Miss Stratton, I just wanted to tell you that because of your influence, I'm at the University of Alabama, and I'm in the teacher education program, and I'm going to be a history teacher. Wow. And I, oh man, I just melted. Yeah. That was so sweet. And like, you get that sometimes, but that was the class. Yeah. Absolutely. And I thought whatever I did that year with those kids, um, I learned some things and I think they did too. And we had a great year. Just role modeling all the time. When I was in high school, I was so shy. If you told me that I was going to stand up in front of 3,000 people and speak at graduation whenever I was my age now, I would have said, you've got to be talking about the wrong person. That is not me. That is not going to happen, not in a 1,000 years, because I was scared of my own shadow. Yeah. And the only thing I could do performance-wise was play piano. That I could do, but you don't have to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so I could do that part. It was the thing that helped me become confident, but um, just experience, being forced to do it because of the job that I had, you know, having to do it. But um, that's what I mean when I say you don't know what a kid is going to become when you're looking at them right now. Not always. Sometimes they're going to become something so different, and the potential's there. It's just kind of locked up right now. It's going to open up at the right time, at the right place, in the right moment, and it's going to be there. I am very, very happy that Lakeside was the place I got to work because it has been the best 12 years of my career. Wow! I have loved it. I've met so many wonderful people, students and their families, their parents, my colleagues over the years made such good friends. And um, I've grown professionally. I thought I knew a lot, you know, I, you, I mean, I was confident. I knew a lot about being a good counselor. Uh, I knew a lot about running schools because when I did everything in Fayette, I literally became a curriculum specialist K through 12. And even though we were much smaller now, yeah, uh, but I had a broader view of school. So I really felt like I was coming into this job with quite a bit of experience, but I have learned a lot since I've been here. So it's just nice. It's great to be a part of a school that values everything. We've got a fabulous arts program. our choir to our band our art department every sport you could play in the south (laughs) we don't have a few things but i mean so if you're an athlete if you are an artist of any type or a theater major if you have it, there's something here for you and it's it's wonderful and i'm just really proud of that really really proud of that since I've been here, you just think about all the opportunities we've we've. The academic possibilities have gotten much greater. We have twenty two APs this year, where we had fifteen last year, and then before that we had even fewer than that. So we've done that, but that's just academics. I think about sports medicine, biomedical science, broadcasting uh, that we've added, and then the internships that we brought on the computer science interns, letting kids get exposure but not just exposure, knowledge and experience so that they could walk out of here and go to a job and they wouldn't be entry level. They're ready to do something, make a real serious contribution to some of these fields. And what's really neat is most kids kind of figure out, okay, I really like this one, and they zero in on it and take as much of it as they can get. And that's just the neatest thing in the world. So you walk out of here not only smart enough to handle college if you're ready for it, if that's what you want to do, but you've also got a pretty good handle on what you could do as a career that you enjoy, that you find fulfilling that you've already got some experience in. And I love that. Lakeside's got it all. I've, I, we're not a huge school. We're growing and getting there, but we've got more offerings than some small colleges, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really think so. There is something here for every kid.
0: Quick hitters, what's the last book you've read?
1: I. Cocoa Beach. <laughs> I love historical fiction, and uh, that's not very profound. So if you were no, looking no, for something just, really, you know, <laughs> some big, you know, look, educational, wonderful thing, yeah. uh, I didn't do that. But uh, I found a writer that I really like, Beatrice Williams, and she writes... Uh, just really interesting historical fiction. And uh, she weaves her stories from the past to the present. Past, present, past, present. And you can't figure them out till you get to the very end. So I like her stuff. I just finished it. <laughs>
0: uh, very good. So what is your favorite book? Or do you have one?
1: Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. Okay. Love it. Read it every year. Really? Every year. I read it as a ninth grader in high school and fell in love with the book. And I've read it every year since.
0: Well, that's awesome. Do you have your own copy, or you digital?
1: I do. I do. (laughs) Same copy every year. I do. I read it every year, and I love it. I don't. (laughs) But kind of funny. But that's my favorite book.
0: Wow. Well, there you go. What is your favorite movie?
1: Somewhere in Time.
0: Okay. I love that.
1: Oh, oh gosh. (laughs) Christopher Reeve before Uh he had his accident, and Jane Seymour and it's a story about, you can tell I really like fiction. It's a story about a a writer that uh, the Grand Hotel, which is in Mackinac Island, Michigan. So I went there last summer when I went to see my son because it's just right there. I actually saw the Grand Hotel where this movie was made, but um, the writer is having a, a book signing or something after he's just written a play. And this very old woman walks up to him, and she hands him a watch, puts it in his hand, and she says, come back to me. And then she walks off. Well, it intrigues him. He forgets about it for a while, but it intrigues him. And something stirs his thought process, and he begins to research traveling in time. And he goes to this hotel, he gets on the clothes of the period. And he travels back in time. It's hard to do. He has a very difficult time getting into it, but he does. And he meets her. And uh, it's just a really neat story. I just like it. Hey, I'm into fiction. Hey, no, 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 that's cool. It's a great story. Yeah.
0: What about uh, any current TV shows that you're into that are can't miss opportunities for you?
1: I'm not a big TV watcher. Okay. I watch HGTV. HGTV? HGTV is my, that's my favorite channel. Actually, Chip and Joe? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes, in fact, I wouldn't mind if they'd come and help me decorate this new house.
0: (laughs) Uh, What's playing on the radio in your car? What do you look, if we were to go out there, what would be on the radio?
1: You're going to laugh. There's this station out of the village that plays oldies, and I like it. And I'm talking about oldies, like lots older than me, uh, and then everything up to the 70s, 80s, 90s. But I love that station. Okay. 92.9.
0: There you go. All right. Um, And when you're not working, how do you like to spend your time?
1: Play the piano.
0: And I heard you say earlier you can just play it by yourself. Play I it for play
1: your the piano at my house, and I may get up on Saturday morning and say, sit there for three or four hours and play, and read. And uh, of course, you know I like to shop, so yeah. don't don't forget that I'm always looking out for some place to shop. Um, and um, I like to. I'm not a good cook, but I enjoy cooking and experimenting. I mean, when I say I'm not a good cook, I'm not a gourmet cook. I got you. I'm an old-fashioned southern cook, you know, where you don't measure anything. You just watch your mama do it, so you know how. That kind of cooking.
0: (laughs) And what's your favorite dessert?
1: I don't eat sweets anymore. But um, if I did, it would be German chocolate cake.
0: (laughs) Okay. Awesome. And then the the last thing I'd have is what kind of advice would you give to to your 18-year-old self, or to parents who have kids in the high school, I guess. 2 twofold. What advice would you give to yourself?
1: Never close the door on an opportunity. Open it and wait to see what happens. Open lots of them and just let things unfold. I'm a big believer in things happening because they should. God orchestrates things, whether you give Him credit for it or not. He's got the big plan already laid out, and he, you don't know what those opportunities are, but if you don't put yourself out there and have those doors open, you won't know they're there and you'll miss something wonderful. And then the other thing, a great piece of advice my dad gave me, and I think it's the best thing I ever knew. Once you make a choice, a decision, never look back, don't second guess yourself, go forward with it, because that door closed, You don't even need to know what happened there because you'll mess up your future if if you're concerned about what you didn't do. Forget it. Go on.
0: Uh, What are your retirement plans?
1: Well, we got we got (laughs) plans. Well, I have two sons and grandchildren, and one of those sons lives in Michigan, and I don't get to go very often, maybe once a year. And so, and my, they're little boys, but I've never been to an awards show, a ceremony. I've never been to a band concert. I've never been to a choir concert. So I'd like to have the freedom to go and visit them and see some of their school special things. Um, My husband and I love to travel and. We've already got a trip planned for September. So when y'all are in school in September, I'm going to be in Spain. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I've never been able to do that in 33 years. Uh, we've always had to restrict our traveling to Christmas or spring break or summer. So I'm looking forward to that. But I have no specific, specific plans. I'm going to play for the choir. Uh, I still want to do that. And. Um, I just leave it open after that I'll see what happens I'm gonna be busy (laughs) Uh, at least immediately I think I'm gonna be busy the only thing I am a little bit nervous about um, I mean my career I'm kind of like my dad I told you he was a workaholic and his work defined him well he was a good role model because that's sort of the way I have defined my own life as well especially in these last few years and since we've been in hot springs lakeside is my life Yeah. I mean, it has completely filled me, Mm -hmm. and it's made me feel very, um, very fulfilled and satisfied. But it is my whole life. It's my friends. It's my extended family. It's my work. It's my music. It's everything. And uh, I worry about just no longer being a part of it. (laughs) Yeah. What am I going to do to fill this gap in my life? Sure. but I'd, I know this is the right thing to do, and I'm, I'm confident that God's led me this far, and He's taking care of things, and He just drops things in my lap whenever I need them, and um, I'm going to trust Him to do the same thing in the future.
0: I love it. Hey, this has been good. Okay. <laughs> well, you've got to please
1: else? edit this, because it's kind of all oh, the... <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love
0: all the inside stuff. Thank you for listening to this first episode of Inside Lakeside. A special thanks to Peggy Stratton for her years of service to Lakeside. The music on this podcast was licensed from soundstripe.com.